0: Welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. I am Janelle, your host for this conversation about marriage and emotional connection. We have navigated our way through three of the four very critical, important, vital concepts that I believe help us to have our healthiest, most meaningful, most remarkable intimate relationships. Chose to hone in on marriage because my husband and I just celebrated our 35th wedding anniversary. It was quite a milestone. And I'm just thought, man, I wish I had known these things back in the day. I just wish I'd known before I said, I do, we do. Oh, that I'd had this knowledge. And so I want to share it with you. I want to call back. That's what I do. That's what I, my all of my work is to call back to you and help you so that you can uh, save a lot of time and energy, and not make the same mistakes that perhaps I have, and just so that you can truly experience that abundant life that Jesus talks about in the Book of John, in John ten ten. So our journey began in our in season two, episode nineteen, with a brief, only scratching the surface conversation about attachment and attachment theory. So go back and listen to episode 19 because boy, it'd be a lot to recap it. But in a nutshell, attachment is how we bind ourselves or how we connect to other people. In order to connect to another person in the deepest and most fulfilling way, we need to use our emotions So, I've shared from two extremely helpful tools. One is Attachment by Dr. Christina Reese. It's brilliant. And the Attachment Theory Workbook by Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist Annie Chen. Those links are on the website and on our private Facebook page, Speak Healing Words, the community. So please make sure you connect. If you're not connected, go to my website, com and put your email in there so you can receive updates to our e-newsletter, which is weekly, our blog and our podcast episodes and a whole bunch of fabulous, remarkable resources that will help you live life better. So our emotions are what connect us to the emotions of other people. We relate to and understand each other emotionally. However, here's the caveat. We can only understand another person's emotions when we understand our own emotions. When we learn about our own emotions, how they feel and how we experience them, we have developed insight. So somewhere in, in life, emotion, which is just energy in motion. That's all emotions are. They're just energy, positive or negative. We somehow have tagged on to emotions as something you just don't talk about. And specifically, I'm speaking to the Judeo-Christian faith, you know, in churches and in our teachings, it's definitely, definitely a more prevalent subject than it was back in my day, early days, but it's still not talked about enough and and we are not educating ourselves on how to deal, there's no other way to say it, how to deal with our emotions, how to regulate them and how to mature in them and how to know them inside. You know, some experts say there's over 34,000 emotions. You know there's eight basic, but then it's like the color wheel, they combine and they have hues and values and this and that. There's just a whole lot of stuff that goes on inside of our soul and inside of our mind and inside of our hearts. And so the more comfortable we get in our own skin, which is embodiment, coming home. I talk a lot about that. That's our essence. The more we come into that deep sense of I have value, worth, and dignity, the better we are at managing our emotional state. They do not manage us. We practice self-control. We move in that beautiful fruit of the spirit, and we can manage our emotional being. Some of us though, as we shared in episode 19 in attachment, didn't have a real good start in the world of our emotions. And I was sharing with a client today who experienced quite a bit of childhood trauma, that she actually, from probably in the womb, it's hard to say, But because her mother was so unhealthy emotionally and had some severe emotional dysregulation, this poor little girl was born to a mother that she just initially caught the negative sphere of emotions and the atmosphere of toxicity that was around her mom. And, you know, some of us don't have that fortunate blessing uh to have a secure mother or father um i you know my story so i had an alcoholic father so i had secure attachment issues placed there and then i've later in life found some things with my own mother we're all going to have things right we're all going to have obstacles and things we have to overcome some more than others though And so a big part of my work in my private practice, in my writing, and in my blog, and all my work here, is to help you, help myself, help everyone on this planet have secure attachment. Because when you do, you develop an ease within yourself. You you know that you have value, worth, and dignity. You know you are seen. You know you are heard, your needs have been met attentively and efficiently, and so that gives you a footing, a solid, solid emotional core with which to go out into the world and be healthy. Not perfect, but healthy. But then there are some who have to work really hard at uh, removing anxious, ambivalent, insecure attachments In order to gain secure attachment and I believe you know I believe that until you have that it's very difficult in the faith world to be able to attach to a Heavenly Father and understand what it means to be accepted as a child of God when you yourself have never been allowed to be a child so today well I'm sorry I'm moving ahead of myself getting excited we then moved from attachment to attunement And attunement is just being aware. It's being very aware of your own emotions, your own being, being comfortable in your skin, being a safe person. And when you have secure attachment and you are attuned, aware of how you're moving through life, you tend to choose people to surround yourself with that are healthier and have healthier emotions and healthier relationships. So one builds upon the other. Then we moved into acceptance. Whew, and acceptance was such an eye-opener to me because it really means to value or esteem someone, right? To grant someone access to your heart. Well, if you do not have secure attachment, if you aren't attuned, you are not feeling safe, you don't trust people, you isolate yourself, you avoid confrontation. All, when all of those unhealthy patterns that you've perhaps picked up along the way of life are activated, it's really hard to let someone into your heart, to grant someone access to your heart. And so we talk all about um, attunement in, in episode 20 and acceptance in episode 21. Okay, that's the review. You know I have to review. I'm a teacher. So today I want to talk about accountability because as we were talking about acceptance and loving other people and letting them into our hearts and uh, not judging, moving through life from a judgment, harsh judgment, shame stance, but moving through life from a grace and love stance. That can be so easily misinterpreted. Excuse me, I'm getting so excited. As misinterpreted as you can... You have to love everybody. You have to turn the other cheek. You have to love all of your enemies. You have to um, just give, 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 give. Well, I I don't seem to think that way. From my studies, my research, my time in the Word of God, you know, I see the world through a Judeo-Christian worldview. I look at the teachings of Jesus in episode... 21 acceptance, we talked all about one of Jesus's followers, Peter, and how Jesus and Peter related to one another and how Jesus let Peter be Peter and he let him be fully human. But he also knew Peter was fully capable of receiving God's love and transforming power in his life. So we have to hold this tension in our relationships And I write about it in Overcoming Hurtful Words. You know that. That tension between tough love and tender love. And I have talked so much about this, so I'm probably a broken record to you if you listen regularly. But it is a message I have to hear over and over again because I just don't seem to get it on a daily basis. But Jesus, the man that I follow, the teachings that I follow, uh, Jesus showed us on so many levels, how to love well. And part of that loving well was holding people accountable. But he didn't do it in a harsh, judgmental, shame stance way. That's what I want you to get today. We're moving from living in a shame stance to a grace stance. That grace that is that unmerited favor we receive from God just because he loves us. God loved us. He loves us. He will always love us. He lets us be us. But and he does that though because he knows we are fully capable of doing better each day. That's how I see it. You let me know how you see it. So accountability then, what on earth does this mean? You know, I got to go down to the roots. You look at accountability, you see account, you see accountable, and you see ability. So accountability sincerely just means giving an account. It means being capable of explanation. It's a responsibility. Responsibility is tied into this word accountability. It's an obligation or willingness. Here's what I want you to hear. An an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions. I got to repeat it. To be accountable to someone means You have an obligation or a willingness to accept the responsibility or to account for your actions. So accountability means I own up. I own it. If I screw up and I scream and yell and slam doors and uh, put my hand through a wall or God forbid, um, if I do that, I'm being imperfectly perfect. I am but I'm also not managing my emotions at all. I am being immature. I am being unhealthy. But if, if I do that and I say, oh my goodness, what just happened? I am so sorry for my behavior. I am so sorry that I did not manage my emotions. I'm going to do better today and tomorrow and the next day. It is that commitment. I love accountability in this sense. That it's just, I'm going to be the very best person I can be in this moment at this time. Tomorrow I can be better. That's a commitment in your intimate relationships, right? The relationships with the closest people in your sphere. That's a commitment you make to someone you choose to to allow in your heart and they allow you in their heart and you have a give and take, beautiful dialogue, beautiful dance going on in life together. But holding someone accountable can be pretty, pretty tricky and often can be dangerous in the sense that the other person will blow up the other person will get very defensive. The other person will think you're thinking you're better than them. So how do we do this then? How do we love, love well? How do we practice secure attachment, live in an attuned life, being very aware of how we're doing and, and accepting others, letting them into our lives, then how do we hold not only ourselves, but everyone in our sphere of influence? How do we do that? Now, today I really am going to go deep into that intimacy, the, the intimate relationship, the person you are the most intimate with. That can be a partner, that can be your spouse, that can be your adult children, that can be um, you know, a deep, close friend. So how do you do life together? How do you do this thing called love? How do you do the one thing that changes everything and love well? Well, I love in um, the Yurkovich, Milan and Kay Yurkovich, in their book, How We Love, their whole, this whole book and curriculum is a study on how to understand and know your love style. And so you can read this book on your own, but I just wanted to I want to pinpoint one of the tools that they suggest, and I use it in my life. I have developed my own form of this in overcoming hurtful words, and um, I practice it. and I think it's it's called the comfort circle. You can call it whatever you want to call it, but they've named it the comfort circle. Excuse me. They write in the beautiful chapter on the comfort circle. They start out, now that we've seen how imprints collide to create unhealthy and even destructive core patterns, we need to see how to escape those old dances. They call them dances. We've already challenged you in this book to develop a new awareness, that's attunement, of your own impaired love style. Now, a love style is just attachment. That's, they're just putting a different name to it. So discover your love style, your attachment style. Take charge of it and work towards becoming a secure connector. You'll find many solutions in this workbook. Okay, so then they go on to say that, you know, so many of us have uh, never felt deeply known or understood as children or teenagers. But... This is the power of God's love, the power of the human spirit, the power of sticking to it and practicing healthy practices will bring us to a place where we can explore the deep recesses of our hearts and we can tenderly hold our own pain and the pain of our intimates and out of that, our love can grow deeper and deeper. And what if our mates could see our shameful secrets and our inadequacies and still love us, they write. We would cherish that gift of grace. Our marriages would be different. I add everything. Everything would be different. If we move through this world from the practice of a healthy sense of self, healthy behavior patterns, and healthy communication skills, I'm, I'm challenging you. I know it to be absolute truth. Everything in life. Is better if you follow they give this a beautiful comfort circle as a practice point and so there are four main steps and I will put this on our private Facebook page speak Healing words the community they give four simple steps seek awareness well goodness gracious just go on back to, uh, season 2, Episode 20, where we talk about attunement and awareness. Seek awareness of your feelings and the underlying needs and motives of your own heart. Now, stay tuned in the future. I'm going to shortly be doing a beautiful conversational a, a podcast series on the Enneagram and how that can help you see your motives, the those hidden motives deep inside of your heart that, Influence your behavior and you're not aware of it at all So when we seek awareness, we we we're practicing awareness. Father God show me today How I can better relate to my husband to my wife to my child to my children to my workers partners discover their feelings the underlying needs and the triggers Second aspect of the comfort circle is to engage with those feelings you decide to bring your awareness into the relationship and engage and acknowledge your needs openly just hold this in that prefrontal cortex and i'll give you an example soon third step is to explore explore as the speaker shares while the listener clarifies by asking further questions The listener responds with understanding, validates the speaker's feelings, and offers to meet the needs of the speaker after asking the question, what do you need? So seek awareness, engage, explore, and resolve. So resolution brings relief. The speaker offers some kind of closure, which may involve negotiation, problem solving, compromising, owning, confessing, forgiving, Sometimes it involves comfort and nurture, verbal and nonverbal. And you talk about how and when needs may be met in the future. The speaker's needs are not are met and deferred until an agreed upon time. So seek awareness, engage with that, explore and resolve. So a beautiful example of this unfolded in my life last weekend, and um, I think it really shares the beautiful way my husband and I finally brought this comfort circle, or as I call it in my book, the Heart Lift Method into fruition as a practice in our life. We were sitting out back. We had had a lovely weekend. The weather was cool in the heat of summer. That's always rare. All the flowers are blooming the the wind is just at a beautiful breeze We had a beautiful dinner outside that we cooked on the grill. It was healthy. We were sharing wine. We had candles Perfect So beautiful we had our favorite songs going I would choose one he would choose one and All of a sudden I felt myself starting to get uncomfortable and I thought, what on earth is going on here? And I realized, i no, I didn't realize, that's the key. My husband realized what I was getting ready to do. And I, I, I looked over at him and I said something about a past situation that we, we had had an altercation, a little challenge with. And he goes, he puts his hand on my arm gently And he says, no, 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 you're not doing that. You're not going there. We made a commitment because this had happened the weekend before where I sabotaged a happy time and I brought chaos. And so he said, no, you're not going to do this. We are happy. You can be happy. This is a beautiful evening. So don't stop. Mm Mm-mm. And I was like, uh, it was like, uh-huh, like light bulb. And I thought, oh my goodness, I had, I'm so sorry. I don't even know I'm doing that. And you know, in the world of counseling, it's called self-sabotaging. I talk all about it in the podcast. Healthy is hard. Freedom is hard. Or healthy can be very hard. When you've grown up in chaos or crisis or emotional upheaval, boy, is it hard to be stable. Is it hard to really experience happiness? That's why they, you know, they say you fear success on many levels. You know, there, there are so many. That's um, imposter syndrome. There are so many ramifications to why I did that. But that's not the point of the story today. The point is that my husband had the fortitude in grace, not shame or judgment, which we've worked very hard on, to just put his hand on my arm and say, no, don't do this. We No, don't go here. And then I had the attunement and the awareness to receive that from him because I'm practicing that in my life so that I don't self-sabotage and I don't create chaos where there is none and that I can be happy and I can be fulfilled and I can be stable. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but we made a commitment as man and wife just the weekend before, on our 35th anniversary, by the way, to really, really try to operate and move through our relationship in a very healthy way, healthier than ever. We don't wanna stop learning, we're always learning. That's what we do. Growth and transformation's lifelong. It doesn't end when you're 40, 50, 60, 80, it doesn't end. You are always going to be learning and evolving. And so because we made that commitment to one another, to hold one another accountable in love, not grace. Okay. I'm gonna take it further. So what does that look like then? If, if he was if he was, boy, if he was operating out of shame stance, he would have rolled his eyes. He would go, stop it. That's stupid. Why are you doing that again? You always do that. What did you just hear? the porosity, the tone of voice would have been harsh and critical. And I am very accustomed to that voice from my childhood. And so we've talked about how he needs to speak to me, how he needs to hold me accountable. You sit down together with that intimate partner, with that other intimate, whether it can be an adult child. I I have three, We've made commitments to hold one another accountable in grace. And we have made a commitment to be healthy, to be heart lifters, not heart rifters. We've made that commitment as a team, as a whole. Remember, me plus you equals we. We have to individually practice these four powerful concepts, attachment, attunement, acceptance, and accountability on a self level in order to practice them on a relational level. Hope this is clear and not just clear as mud. So the takeaway from this is first and foremost, and I, I outline this for you in overcoming hurtful words. So if you do not have it, if you have not read it, You just get the best of me inside of that, and the best of so many wise teachers in overcoming hurtful words on how to have a healthy sense of self, how to begin having healthy communication and behaviors, how to begin the processes in that book. And I want you to get it and listen to every one of these podcasts and start at the very beginning, which is. Defining in your life, this is healthy, this is unhealthy. My husband and I have done that. He knows using a critical tone of voice with me is unhealthy for me. That it sends me to a very bad place. It actually sends me to a really bad place. If you speak to me in a harsh tone, in a critical tone, I won't hear you. I will retreat. I will be a turtle and go in my shell and I will just fall apart. Now I'm much better, I'm getting better on that as well. And then he has shared things with me of how I can better communicate with him and hold him accountable. So hopefully this has informed your story and gives you a a place to begin the journey of learning to love well, not like to love yourself well so that you can love others well to love god well and love yourself love others how to be aware of your own emotional being be very in touch with your emotional self because it's there Uh, don't be afraid of running away from don't run away from emotions they're just energy And to be very accepting of yourself and to move through life from a place of grace, not a place of shame and judgment and harshness and intolerance, um, rigidity. Move through life like Jesus' images for us in the Gospels, in his ministry, in his work on this planet to be a conduit, to be a a lover of people. Letting people be people. Letting, like he let Peter be Peter. Recognizing people are fully human, but also then holding them accountable to be fully capable of receiving God's love and instruction to do better. Bottom line is we just want to be better, don't we? We want to be better. We want to be a better version of ourselves tomorrow than we are today. I hope this has been helpful. It's so helpful for me. It's so good to sit in this and to really fine tune my awareness and my ability to be my best God breathed self. That's all I have for you today. I can't wait to talk to you next week when we start our new series. (sighs) Share your thoughts. And please, if you would be so kind, leave a review of this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud. Shout it out to your friends. Please shout it out and share. We want the world to be healthy and to really be the best version of themselves a share. Till next time, you have the best day. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and conversation, please join the Speak Healing Words community at JanelleRiordan.com.